0: today, uh, just reading our title, and and the Lord spoke this to my heart this week, and I thought, boy, what a perfect timing for what's going on in the world, and the title is, It Takes All Kinds, you ever hear anybody say that? My mom would say that all the time, I said, man, I don't understand why this person's doing this or this or this, she said, well, it takes all kinds to make the world go around, and I tell you, I think today we're going to be really pulling out a lot of things that are going to be a blessing to you. Because we're going to get real with it and we're going to we're going to just see what God says about these things. And I thought, isn't it amazing how God uses his people? You know, we shared a little bit when we first started about the, the duck calls and boats and cooking and, and encouragement and, and helping and doing. All these things can be used for the kingdom of God. But what's so cool is God utilizes his folks <laughs> right where they are. You know, sometimes I think about, man, what in the world am I doing here? Maybe on this job or that job or whatever the case. You know, what, what's happening here? And if I step back and get me out of this situation, maybe that day that I'm going to be there or maybe the day that you're going to be in a certain place or whatever is the day that you're going to be a canister to grace for someone else. Amen? I went, I went the other day. I was off a couple of days. I enjoyed being off a couple of days. What I did not know is all the days that I was off, I had doctor's appointments to follow up. You know, I was like, my goodness. So I went to the dentist and doing stuff, and I get to pray with people at the dentist. That's cool. I went to my regular doctor, and he says, look, man, you've been putting this physical off for like two years. You ready or what? I said, let's do it. And I get to hang out with him. And I really enjoy my doctor because I tell you, he's a great doctor. He's a Christian brother in the Lord. But he laughs so funny. <laughs> when he laughs, man, I can't stop but laughing. He just got this joy, you know. And I say, but you crazy. And he just starts going and laughing and laughing. Man. And I know they're thinking, what are they doing in there? And and we're just laughing. And I said, man, the joy of the Lord is on this guy, <laughs> even through some tough times. So I get to pray to him. And then. I go out, uh-huh. and I just, I'm just i just touching this. It takes all kinds of people. And I get ready to go, and they said, oh, they want to do some blood work. I said, okay. Now, I don't mind needles. What I mind is the 12 hours without eating. Okay? <laughs> to be honest with you, you can stick me twice if we can do it today. You know? So I go out there, and I sweet-talk my little lady out front. I said, hey, sweetie, how you doing? I said, uh, do you got anything for Friday? She said, well, let me see. She said, something at 2.30. I said, I don't know if I'll make it to 2.30 if I don't eat that long. She said, you'll be fine. I said thank you very much. She said, "But I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to put you in the system at 2:30, but come on in at 7. I said, "Oh, look, that's a blessing." I said, "All right, so get ready to go. Go you know, the next day. Come in at seven, right? They must have told everybody to come in at seven. I thought I was just special. People coming in, there, are people everywhere." So what I do, I see a lady coming. I said, man, would you would you like to sit here? Oh, I'm fine, all right. She she talks, I sit over here. Another guy came in, I said, oh, brother, why, why don't you take my seat? And it was, it was an opportunity to witness. The guy said, Oh no, I said, man, I got two brand new knees, brother. I can stand all day. Come on, he said, Well, good, I ain't got no two new knees. I said, I So anyway, the nurse down in the hall hears me. She says, I see your new knees are doing good. I said, That's good. So guess what? Out of all that crowd, guess what? Guess who goes next? Me God is so good Right Why did he bring this up Because you can be a blessing in the little areas I didn't do that to be a blessing I did that to be a blessing But not to get to the front of the line Okay And then the lady sticks my arm Talks about the Lord And gives me a kiss on the cheek before I leave I was like this is going to be a good day And then I went to Thomas for breakfast You know it was a good day It was a good day man so you say, man, what is that? It, it takes okay. I dealt with so many different folks in the last couple of days. Different opinions, different things, different, different walks of life, and everything else. But I'm gonna tell you what, when you common denominator is Christ, he pulls it all together. I've said this for years folks in the wheels for Jesus. Now I tell you what, I don't want to get too much into political thing, but it's been an exciting week for a lot of folks. I'll say exciting week for both sides. But uh I really didn't expect, maybe I did. Uh, The way things, people are, are following through on stuff. If you don't get what you want these days, it seems like we jump, cry, roll up, burn stuff and everything until we say, oh, I'm sorry, we should have done it your way. No, you don't see that in the Bible, do you? All right? And I was looking at this. We just had our little election in here in town, right? Can you imagine if the opposite guy or gal that you voted for got it? And they went out and they just start breaking windows and burning stuff and everything else. I'm thinking, you know what? I really missed it. I should have voted for you. You know? Surely I should have been on that team. And, and so when you really pull it down, you go, what in the world is going on? But it does take all kinds of folks. But what I pray is it takes all kinds of folks to bring unity. That's the only reason I mention it. Because guess what? You know, things don't always go like everybody wants them to go. But you can't flip fleas all the time. you got to trust God all the time. And that's what I'm hoping as we get ready to do different things uh, throughout this week and get back on track and stuff. There's a lot of stuff going on in our country, amen? So there's something always to be praying about, and it does take all kinds, and, and that's what we're going to talk about a little bit today. So I'm going to pull that back in. God works all things together for the good, and I want to read our main text, and then I've got to bring you up to date to it, okay? So our main text is in Acts chapter four, thirteen, but we've got to start in 3, so y'all just hold on. I'll make sure you get out of here by 4. I thought I'd get a little grunt. It says, now when we saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated common men, they were astonished. And they recognized that they had been with Jesus. Now I want you all to hold on just a little bit. Now what was happening, and I've shared this before, I love this story, but God just has a way of bringing out more and more truth of his word. It's always there, but as we grow and he he pulls things together, the Holy Spirit illuminates the scripture. It just continues to dig in to a new depth of richness. So what's going on in this story? Peter and John are going to the temple. They go past this, this gate they call beautiful. And there for years and years and years, there's a man that has been paralyzed and crippled for about 40 years. And he would have people position him in front of that door. To get donations. Now think about that. He's working on them a little bit. Right in front of there. Right in front of the gate. To go into the church. And hey. Can you, can you give a brother a hand? Not a bad thing. We want to be helping out where we can. But this day. He got more than he bargained for. He got blessed mm-hmm. beyond. Anything he ever imagined. Now, how many people have had an injury, maybe a cast on six weeks or six months or things like that? And you know how hard it is to bend your body after that. I had a, a thing on my arm one time for six weeks, and they took it out. I couldn't even move my arm. Give gave me a whole different perspective. The reason I'm, I'm setting the stage, I want you to see how good God is. Forty years, this guy was crippled. He goes by, and he lays eyes on Peter and John. And I can just see him. I'll put it in real time. Hey, brother, can you spare it down? Can you help me out? Can you do something for me? And the Bible says that they looked at him intently and said, I don't have any silver. I don't have any gold. But what I do have, I'll give to you. Amen? And he says, stand up in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And the Bible says the man got up and walked. Woo! That's awesome right there. Amen. Give the Lord amen. That's awesome. He's still, he's the same God who served today, yesterday, and forever. We need to be seeing more of that. We need to be speaking more of that. We can just, we can stay right there and say, man, that's just an amazing deal. But I wanted to look at the part where we say it takes all kinds of people. And we're going to, I just want to bring you up to date. That's kind of what just happened. Okay. In the story, but God has a way of using some flawed folks. And everybody pointed to the pastor and said, amen, right? (laughs) Yeah. And that's what I want us to see today. That your past does not have to determine your future. Your yesterday may have scar tissue that you bring in today and later on, but God can bring healing to that situation. Somebody say amen if you're with me. Amen. Amen. I want you to hear that today. So I wanted to kind of unpack that, but God can use all kinds of people. I said, God has, really, I think God has more faith in us than we have in him sometimes. You believe that? Because he's trusting us with the story. He's trusting us with the gospel. He's telling you everything you can do. We're saying, no, I can't do that. I can't do that. God said, yes, you can. You can do all things through Christ. I want you to hear that today. Man, you guys will come out of here with with your big old S on your shirt for I'm saved. I'm ready to get out there and preach some salvation. All right? So let's take a look at this. So Peter and John weren't the only ones with a little rough past. You don't have to raise your hand. I know most of you. We got a we got a little. I, I told somebody the other day, I know I won't be able to run for president. Amen. <laughs> you know, I'm going to run for dog catcher. But through the grace of God, He gives us a fresh day, a new day. Amen. And so let's just look at a few things here today. I wanted to just do a little bit of character looking, all right? I said, God used a flawful in the Bible. I'm going to read through some of these here. Abraham was old. I gotta get over here with y'all. I'm gonna get over here with Bonnie so I can see this. Abraham was old. Elijah was suicidal. Joseph was abused. Job went bankrupt. Moses had a speech problem. Now think about that. I want to break something. Can you imagine when you see Moses on, on TV when they're doing the thing? He, you know, he's speaking good. Stretched out his hand, you know open to see and all this stuff in here you know, you know Charlton heston you don't think, hey man what's going on you know and the reason I'm not making fun of that but i'm, I'm trying to pull it down you would look at god picks some of the most unlikely folks to do some of the most amazing things you know why because at the end of the day he said oh that was God i know people in my life when some god's doing some mighty thing they go surely that's god and that's a good thing that's a good thing because we want him to get the glory it's not about us. It's about him. Let's keep on rolling here. Gideon was afraid. Anybody ever been afraid before? It'll paralyze you, won't it? It'll just slow you right on down to nothing. You didn't see that. We'll get back to you will find it. Sorry, yeah. Samson was a womanizer. Rahab was a prostitute. Uh, the Samaritan woman was divorced. Noah was a drunk. You know, you don't really think about it. You kind of gloss over that stuff, man. Look at this. Jeremiah was young. Jacob was a cheater. David was a murderer. Jonah ran from God. Uh, Naomi was a widow, widower, well, widow. Uh, Peter denied Christ three times. Let's just stop right there for a second. <laughs> Peter. Man, he's the very guy. When we go through the gospels, he's the first one when they say, Who are you? He said, You the Christ. You are the Christ. And then what does he do? Deny him three times. So God said, you can't, I can't use you anymore. You're out, you're off the team. See you later, right? He, he restores it. God is in the restoration business. Amen. Martha worried about everything. Anybody know anybody like that? Oh yeah. I'm worried you didn't. <clears throat> Zacchaeus was a money hunter. Man. The disciples fell asleep while praying. Think about that. If I was saying, hey, guys, I got a lot going on. I pour out my heart to you and everything. I said, look, man, please, church family, can you pray for me for, for the next hour? I got a lot of stuff going on. And I walk out to my truck and come back and everybody lay down here. <sighs> I wouldn't feel, I wouldn't feel too encouraged, right? But God kept pressing to the mark the Son of Jesus. And Paul was a Pharisee who persecuted Christians before becoming one. Now with that being said, I want to, I want to just say, how do we deal with rejection? How do we deal with those things? I got a little clip that I want you guys to see. Tim's going to pull it up for us. And you guys just kind of soak this in for me. By the size of our homes, or the value of a 401k, do we find our identity in the value of our physical assets? On the surface, we have mastered the art of appearances. In fact, we go to great lengths to maintain a picture-perfect image for whoever may glance our way. The house must be clean, the yard trimmed neat, our clothes cool inside. We don't miss a beat. For many of us, our days are spent polishing the surface. We scrub the exterior of life until it shines, finding comfort in the mask of our appearances. But as the demands of image and status vary for our time, it is often easy to overlook the stains that lie hidden inside. Scars of past hurts and pains have been suppressed, unsuitable for public presentation. But there is one who offers to clean us from the inside, reaching deep into our darkest corners and moving the grime that we've allowed to build. We are presented spotless, a vessel capable of containing the love that has changed our lives. The cup is clean, inside and out. Amen. And I think... That's right on time with what we see in our lives today. When I came across that, I thought about that. Uh, thinking, man, how do we deal with rejection? That's the next thing we're going to jump into. You know, we see where uh, we went through the election. A lot of people feel rejected in that. You go to work, sometimes you feel rejected. Sometimes you feel rejected in, in relationships and things like that. But I want to tell you today, I want to offer you hope and a God that restores. Amen. And just take a look at his word. And I want you to keep the, the storyline that I gave you just a little while ago right in the back of your mind. We're going to tune into that again. So let's talk about rejection a little bit. i got God's word here. And it says, Proverbs 29, 25. Fearing people is, dangerous, tra- is a dangerous trap, but trusting the Lord means safety. I said, you know, people will reject you. People won't always like you, and it's not fun. But if you know that going in, you've got to have to battle. You're not going to be happy being a people pleaser. And there's some things, being a God pleaser, that aren't always comfortable. But it is best, amen. You're going to hear that several times throughout the day. So let's go back and look a little bit more at Peter and John. I'm going to start unpacking a little bit of the story and we'll refer back to it. If you get a chance, I'll give you a little homework this week. Acts chapter 3 and Acts chapter 4. Now we're rolling over to Acts chapter 4 to bring us up to our our main title that we had, our main text. So what happens next? Let's go back for just a minute. They they go and use the name of Jesus that is above all names and heal this man. I'm going to kind of walk through it for time's sake, okay? And the crowd goes crazy. Everybody knows that Jesus has worked through these men. And heal this man. So the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And all the big wheels religious leaders. Go what's going on? We got to stop this. The Bible says that over 5,000 people. Came to know Christ. That's not even counting the women and children. 5,000 people came. To know Jesus Christ through that one experience. What is the one experience that God's going to use in your life. To bring people to him Whether it's 5, 50, 5,000 Or even one Because if you're that one It means everything amen. So they go on and they grab them up And they want to throw them in jail They keep them overnight Because they did something good We think the world's messed up now It was pretty messed up then And they turn around And they come out and they said but, but How would you do this? What in the world was going on? what name did you use? What's going on? And they turn around and flip it on them. Peter and John said, "We use the name of Jesus, the name above all names, the only name that will save." Matter of fact, He's the same guy that you guys crucified, but God rose Him on the third day. Another opportunity. Think about that, being afraid and everything else. But then it goes on to say. They, they didn't know how to wrap their heads around it. The religious leaders didn't know how to wrap their minds around it. So they sent them away and they go, what are we going to do about this, man? we got to take these guys out. This is a problem. There's 5,000 people following them now. They couldn't, they couldn't really beat them or anything or do anything like they really wanted to because they're afraid, Then the crowd's going to turn on us. How do we keep our position and kind of dismiss what they're doing? Sounds familiar sometimes, doesn't it? Doesn't it seem like that? So they go around and they come back and say, we know what we're going to do. We forbid you to speak in the name of Jesus. I could just see them guys go, what? And they basically say this. You're telling me that I'm not going to use the name of Jesus, the name above all names, the only name that their salvation, and follow man? That's not going to happen. Amen. And I like back to our text of what we had. And it said, they knew these guys weren't educated, so to speak. They weren't Pharisees. They weren't in the, uh, under the teaching of, of different guys and scholars. But they knew this. These guys have been with Jesus. Whew! I'll go with that. These guys have been with Jesus. Now, there's nothing wrong against education or anything like that. But it's got to be God-centered. God-centered. So, what am I saying? We can be rejected by the world, but you're received by God. We can be rejected by the masses, but the one that makes the difference says, I'll take you just the way you are. I want you to hear that today. That boldness. In the midst of rejection, we can have boldness through Christ. Amen? I'm going to pick it up a little bit. God always has your best interest in mind Even when others don't Woo! Somebody say amen there God's always got your best interest in mind He knows where you're going He knows even though you're going through a tough time Maybe there's things that you've made bad decisions Maybe there's things going on here Can he use them to make things better down the road? Absolutely Is it always, does it feel good and great? Not usually But let me tell you what God is molding us to be more, into being more like Christ amen and a lot of times it's through crisis God doesn't cause them if I look in the mirror I can tell you who causes most of mine how about you but I tell you what the thing that gets me up every morning the things that the, 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 the actual I'll say power to give that I get to come up here and share this is only because of the blood of Christ and the grace of God and the power of Holy Spirit And I want you guys to know that it's the same for everybody if you choose to grab hold of it. When I think of that, do you think about this, you know, we've all grown up in different backgrounds and things like that. But I would like to think that most parents have their children's best interest in mind. Might not always agree with that. And not everybody's situation is the same. But I can promise you 100% your Heavenly Father does. And I tell you, as things go on, as parents, it hurts when we try to do this for them and do that for them and different things change and everything else. But let me tell you, sometimes they want to reject us and everything else. But you know what? Just like my buddy said the other day, when his daughter's going through all this stuff. I don't know if he was here last week. I talked to a friend of mine. And his daughter's been bad on heroin for, I don't know, the girl's only about 18 years old. Been through four different rehabs. He said, baby, I'm going to tell you what. This stuff is terrible. But I will never give up. told me that, I will start mine. I'm going to tell you, God never gives up on you. Aren't you glad? God doesn't give up on you. Let's keep on rolling with this. I said, when everyone and everything else is stripped away, Christ still remains. And not only does he remain, he remains faithful. Man, I'm going to tell you what, if you can keep this message in your heart, When things, when the tides of the world change And the waves are coming in the boat And everything's going on You say wait a minute God will not leave me And the enemy will say yeah but you did this And you did that and you did this Well let me give you a scripture for that While we were yet sinners Christ died for us You're not on God's team Because you're Mr. Wonderful Or Mrs. Wonderful You're there because Jesus Christ Gave his life for you Man that's awesome And 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 even though it's a one-time deal that he did that, it's forever for eternity. Man, get a hold of that today. So I hope this is bringing a little bit of comfort. Because we've all been, anybody been rejected before? You know how many times I called Denise before she would start answering the phone? A lot. A lot. I got, I got to wash my hair. I got, and then she just, I guess she was trying to help me. She said, look, you just called too much. So what are you saying, there's a chance? <laughs> but you know what? I kept on wearing on her like peat moss, baby. It was like on the back of the tree, you know? But you know what happened? When I said, "okie dokey, guess who came calling? Go ahead and tell them, baby. Hey, what you doing? It a long dress built up. <laughs> a long haul. I thought, man, who was calling my phone? But I'm glad she did. But during that rejection, man, I mean, I had shut everything down. That's the one. She's the one. That's it. Man, coming home early, not hanging out with the fellas. I'm ready. I'm in. This is the one. This is her. This is it. And she said, you called too much. I'm thinking, did you tell her? Because I know you told me. Maybe she's a little slow, Lord. <laughs> Surely it could be me, right? And my buddy's going, Man, you gotta get over this. You gotta let this ride. Come on, let's go out down. Hey, hey, that girl's looking at you. You know what she was looking at me? Because I was looking like this. She probably said, Man, no wonder. No wonder that lady ran off. <laughs> she didn't want no parts of that. I gotta get a drink of water on that Somebody say <laughs> amen <laughs> mm-hmm. It's time back here So yes I know about rejection Which leads us to the next thing A little bit of correction Everybody likes correction right Wait a minute Everybody likes correction right <laughs> I'm a pin drop It's not really pleasant is it You know it's, it's for our best But man it's not It's not that comfortable So Hebrews 10 of 12 6 Says this For the Lord disciplines those he loves, and he punishes each one he accepts as his child. I want to give you a little story here. I said, can you imagine having a child that has no discipline? You know, he usually had a wonder most of the time. Amen. And all the school teachers said, amen. And, And you know what? I'm not grouping everybody in there, but things have surely changed. There's a lot of great youth, a lot of good things, a lot of amazing stuff going on. But man, it hurts to see when you look at around and you're thinking that's our future. Now you know how your mom and dad felt, right? You go, oh man, my dad. My dad used to. Things can really change, you know. My dad a man. If it's nine o'clock and he was out somewhere and hanging out where they lived, it didn't matter who. It is said, boy. You, you need to go home, don't you? Yes, sir. I'll go home now. Do that now. Then mom, somebody, and then blame it on him. Things have definitely changed. But I want to get back to this. I saw a movie one time I don't know what the name of the movie was I don't know anything other than this one particular thing And this kid was very rebellious He was a young boy And they said, I'll just call him Little Johnny I always like to use Little Johnny Little Johnny, don't do that oh, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't listen He just did whatever whatever. Little Johnny, and the mom and dad would just laugh it off Well, you know, he's got a He's got a high strung, he's got a lot of energy he, Do you hear that today? My dad helped me with that He got it out of me. And we look through all those things and there was this scene where little Johnny's out playing in the front yard and the cars are going everywhere and his ball goes out in the street and they go, don't go in the road. He's like, little Johnny Pancake City now. All right? He said, boy, that's really uplifting. What is it that God keeps whispering to you saying, hey, don't, don't go out in the road. Don't do this, don't do that. There's a lot of things and we just turn the volume up. I'm preaching to me first. But what I say here is we know that God loves us because he wants the best for us. Let I me mean, look at this. How well do you hear the Father's voice? I'll follow up with that. How well do we listen to it? Sometimes I hear it just fire me, and then I say, I'll just turn that down, and I'll turn up what I want. How about that? Is anybody else going to be honest today? I'm not proud of that. Lord, help me with that. But I'm just saying that that is a, a true thing. Uh, you know, when you just get into that. Man, I tell you what, I, I look at this over and over, and I think about different things, about discipline and different things. And the next thing I'm going to get into this, and I'm going to kind of run these two together. God corrects in love. Now, I know for me, everybody didn't grow up the same. And you guys, most of you guys knew my dad later on. Dad was pretty mellow later on. But he wasn't always mellow through the bits of it, Right? He's a great dad, great mom, all that stuff. But when my pop said, no, eep, that was it. If he said, be home, you better be home. And I was hoping Earl might be here today because he would back it up. I could hear my dad's whistle like two streets over. Yeah, you know. Amen. Well, yeah. <laughs> and it was like a dog whistle. That wasn't disrespectful. If they you hear my dad's whistle, dude, that's it. You know, I thought, hey, you hear my whistle? You're in the house. We'll be doing stuff. Man, 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 Just like Sasha, my little dog, something hey. I say, like, then you got to figure out how you're going to be cool tell the guy, hey, yeah, okay, man, I'll see y'all. <laughs> because you better get home. Now, if you were foolish and the whistle started getting closer, <laughs> you were going to get the reality of what's going on real fast. That happened once. And I can hear And I heard it after the whistle, I heard it say, Help well, this is not good. So I said, I got to angle on out. I'll go down the alley behind Beecham's house, cut down there, and I'll get home before he is, because he's almost at said, I know where he's. I said oh gosh, Dad's coming. This is it. I start running, and I'm going, and everybody's got a little yappy dog in the back of their yard. Sold me out, man. I got down about three houses. My dad said, Hey, you better get home. Ask me this question. Did you hear my whistle? Yes. Yeah. I'm thinking all the things because you know what happened that Lady scarred me way back in the fourth grade? And I tell her no. She whipped me twice. You know what I'm talking about the thing? If you don't, you have to listen to another dozen. I'm thinking, I know he knows the answer, so I better pick the right answer. Yeah, then why didn't you come? Why did you make me come after you? Oh, no. He said, why do give you a little time to think about it? You ain't going nowhere later. Oh, man. And it's amazing because, you know, I've learned some tricks over the time. You know? And I thought, man, man, I, 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 that's so fast. he ain't going to know what's going on. We do God to say, well, God ain't going to really care. I'll just do this and I'll do that. You know? Then I started driving. Y'all remember that? You take the car and stuff, but I don't want you out too late and stuff. And me and Mom's got to do a few things, but I want you home at this time. okay. And they were usually home, so that went. But this particular time, I stayed out a little bit longer. No cell phone, beeper, pager, anything like that. Just Dad Zone, Dad Radar, Mom Radar. I get there, and man, I said, I have made it. I beat them home. woo hoo! I get in the house, everything else. Shoot, Mom and Dad come on. How long you been home, oh, man? I've been home a long time. Really? Yeah, I've, I've got the TV on and everything, man. I'm making it look like I've been living there all night, you know? You've been here a long time? I said, yeah. He said, what, about 10 minutes? I don't, I don't know. Time's flying by. I said, uh, why? He said, because the front of your car is still hot, big boy. When I went in, there, come <laughs> there. he in, he like this here. Uh mm-hmm. He felt, the, he felt the grill in that car Pop was cool, wasn't it? He? He so, how long have you been home? Pick your answer very, 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 very wisely. I said, about 10 minutes. He said, that's what I thought. I said, how good. But I learned from that. See, when Thomas started going out in the town and everything, I didn't go out and reach on the on the hood of the car or anything else. We got floodlights. Because we got, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling in there Okay, yeah, man, I'm right there. Okay, we come up. I said oh, I can't believe that. Then he said he's home. His car's right there. I said he's been home eight minutes. She said you know. I said his spotlights are still on there. Eight minutes of peace. Mm-hmm. When he comes in, he says, boom. They come on eight minutes. They're the And y'all wonder why I call him Joseph. <laughs>
1: Correction.
0: Correction. Yes, I'm preaching to my family. Amen. How well do you hear the Father's voice, boy? <laughs> oh, the truth comes out, but we correct it love. And I still got a few tricks I ain't gonna share with y'all. But anyway, and I've been blessed. The book, the book's been good. Stay tuned for more stories on the family. Amen. But you know what? Those are different things as you see. And I want you to see this scene. I said, you can say it this way when God does correction. Correction with affection. He does everything out of love. You know? And so, I, I think that's amazing that we see that. That God doesn't correct you to beat you down. He speaks to in your life so you can have the best. That's hard to swallow when you're going through a correction time. I'm preaching to myself. How about you guys? I think everybody can relate to that different things going on in our life? The key to remember is this, what I put on there. I said, it's not always comfortable, but it is always what's best. And I thank God that, you know what? That he continues to love us when we are unlovable to others, amen? Let's keep on going. Well, let's look at this. The whole key of this in here, let's go back to the story. Peter and John, they were connected to the message. They were connected to Christ. When they came up, in front of the courts and everything. Can you imagine? I know that's got to be scary. These guys had the power in those days to have them jailed, flogged, excommunicated, the whole deal. And you know what they did? They didn't buckle. They didn't waver. They didn't say, well, I don't know about all the emails. Y'all can catch that later. <laughs> Amen. They said, what? You want us to go against God? You want us to go against the one that can save. You want us to, to turn on Jesus and not speak the name of Jesus? I told you all about this one time. I had a friend of mine, and his niece was getting married. And I said, i want to talk to you about this and everything like this and talk. and I want to counsel a little bit. And the day got pushed back, and the day got pushed back, and the day got pushed back. And we're getting real close. And she called me to, uh, you know, Mr. Buddy, are we still going to do this? I said, baby, I haven't had a chance to talk to your husband and you, you know, future husband. I kind of want to talk about where, where's God and everything in the mix of this. Let's just have a little minute here to talk about what's going on. And she said, well, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up. She said, because you know, uh, my friend, my my boyfriend, uh, mother is not a believer, and she said she was cool with you doing it, as long as you didn't talk about Jesus. <laughs> I'm just saying, do some trouble, are And I thought, I could say a lot of things right now. She was going on, and everything about this. And I said, Lord, how can I make this a moment that you a, a teachable moment? I said, I mean, that's not going to happen. She said, it's not. I said, is your dad coming to give you away? She said, yeah, 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 dad's going to be there and everything. Yeah, he's going to walk you down the aisle and everything. What would you say if folks said, oh, I'm glad you're getting married today, but your dad can't come. And that pause came. And she goes, I understand. I said, I wish you the best, but I'm going to tell you, honey, the best advice I can give you is to keep your relationship God-centered. It's tough enough even then, Amen. You know? but keep it God-centered. I think that lasted about a year. Unfortunate. And I know things, you know, we, different things happen, but I'll tell you what, I know what happened on that phone that day. I thought, I guess I don't have to drive that far this weekend because I'm not going. That's not going to happen because you know what? Not all about the boldness. It's about knowing the name above all names. It's about knowing and having a relationship with the Lord. And I pray that each one of us can stand firm in that because it might come in different forms. Maybe on your job, on your workplace or things like that when you go to different things. You know, at my work they know I do a little preaching and all that stuff and different things. And you know, it's funny when we get ready to eat. I've shared this before. They're like, well, okay. And everybody's out there and I'm kind of dragging eat a little bit and everything. And my boss has got the stuff there. And then everybody's just waiting, you know, to see what's what. And he said, like, why don't you uh, put a blessing in? I go, that's great, man. And I like praying loud. You know why? Because I want them all to know who Jesus is. Man. We had, I said this before, we had a different, we had a, a, a customer come in one time when we were working from another country. And, and my buddy said, you better not pray today. <laughs> I said, I won't eat if I don't. He said, well, you know, you know, I don't know. That might not be a good thing. I mean, this is business. I said, God got me this job. Sure enough. Came up. I said, hey. Nobody asked me that I said, hey, how about I pray? I seen them guys cooking out back. You need me to pray over this food. They go, yeah, go ahead. And we did, you know, but you know what? They wanted me to lay down. They wanted me, they wanted me to pick and choose when to talk about Jesus. That wasn't going to happen. I pray that's the same always in my life and always in your life. Let's stay connected. Let's take a look at this here. I'm going to pick it up a little bit. Colossians 2, 9 and 10. I love the scripture says, for in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And in Christ, you have been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. Do you feel like you've been brought to fullness? You said, man, I just don't feel like it today. That's what God's word says. It's not about a feeling. It's about the truth of his word. Let's grab hold of it. And I said, man, look at this over here again. And in Christ, you have been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. I said, that's just powerful. That can be life-changing if you choose to apply it to your life. you got to apply it. you got to apply it. Amen? Let's take a look at this. I said, Peter and John understood their connection with Christ. They understood their connection with Christ like nobody else because their back was up against the wall. You know what? I don't know if each one of us will will, will experience this, but the way the world's going, there may come a time in your life that you've got to stand up for what you believe. It may be a time that people say, well, hey, if you believe it's going this way, if you don't believe it's going that way, what do you believe? I would say you're one breath away from your spiritual destination. Take a deep breath and tell me what you believe. What do you believe? Are you trusting God for the full ride? Amen? you trust trusting Him for eternity. That starts the day you call on the name of Jesus. What else we got? I said God can use all kinds. He surely can. He can use all kinds starting with me and you. Let me tell you what else. God loves all kinds. Amen? And God connects with all kinds through His Son, Jesus Christ. I pray today that that's your takeaway. To realize, just because somebody doesn't agree with you on everything, you can still agree that Jesus Christ is Lord Lord. I went to the credit union the other day. Because everywhere I went, God was showing up. Does that ever happen to you? He goes with you everywhere you go. I went, and I was talking to the lady. I said, well, I want to do this, and I want to switch this and everything else. And she said, you're a buddy, And I go, yeah. She said, uh, well, you know what? I shared your church building with you. I said, you do? She says, I teach a woman's Bible study there twice a month. I said, that's cool. She says, "Uh, my husband's a pastor in Fox Hill. I said, you took over and such Church. Yeah. I I said, I've been there. That's good. I I preached there. I played music there and everything else. But she says, I hear a lot of good things that you guys are doing. Isn't that amazing? That's good. That's not buddy. That's God is using you. That's really nice to hear. It's really nice to hear. But you know, there's a lot of things nice to hear. But the truth is, you guys do a lot of good work for the kingdom. You pray for one another. You pray for our country. You pray for your pastor. You pray for one another. Somebody was telling me, I said, we have one of the most giving congregations you ever see. I'm not talking about money, this and that. All the people do. And I appreciate that because it all goes back into further the kingdom. Giving of your time. Giving of your prayers. Writing cards, making calls. That goes a long way. Speaking into somebody's life. I'm going to tell you what, just like we said when we first started, being rejected, you never know. Somebody might have to feel like they've just been rejected all week, all different things, and everything else. Last story. I took off a few days last week, like I said, and before I left, there's a lady that I have to order a product from for liquid nitrogen, little oxygen, all this stuff. And I hadn't talked to her in about a week. And she's a believer in the Lord. She's a great lady in all these days. And I went to shut the gate at work and put the chain on. And the Lord said, you need to call her. I said, okay. So I called her and went to her voicemail. I said, hey, Miss Suzanne, I'll just tell you, I was thinking about you. I appreciate everything you do. I just want to let you know somebody's praying for you today. Have a great day. The day before I left to go on vacation for a couple days, she called me. She said, do you got a minute? I go, yeah, what's going on, sweetie? And she started crying. She said, I saw you calling. I was getting my bag. I think it was her uncle passed away. She had a death in her family. They were just calling. And she said, I didn't take the call, but you left a message. And I said, I better check and see what's going on if Buddy needs something. And what you had is what I needed. was an encouragement. It's not a buddy thing, it's a God thing. That particular time, that particular moment, I mean, I was I was not thinking about that. What is it that God whispered to you saying, you know what, you might want to call somebody? Hey, you might want to write a note, you might not want to do this, whatever it is. The reason I bring that up is be alert, be mindful, and be moldable, and be willing to step out through our connection in Christ to touch another life. You can't lose with that. Amen. Let us pray. Amen. Father God, I thank you so much today for your message, Lord. Through the rejection, through the correction, and through your connection, Lord, that it's going to be okay. Lord, I know that we've got things going on in our life, in our families, and our church family, and in this world that only you can fix. And so, Father, I pray today that we rely on you more than ever. I love the song that Tanya brought with us today. Blameless. I go back through the words It's just amazing That it speaks to everything That was on the message today Look we make mistakes We make bad decisions I can do bad decisions With zeros on the back of them That's how many But thank the Lord That he says you know what Let's get up and try it again And let me just tell you something else friends I don't know about y'all but I feel like time is rolling so fast it ain't funny. And I refuse to be miserable another day. Take today. Ask God to restore whatever that situation is. And help you to get your joy back. But you don't know what they did. But you don't know what they said. You, I, No, I don't. But God does. And he didn't save you to sit on the sidelines with a pickle face all day. You can be a difference maker. I don't know why I ask this question to myself so many times. I bring it up to you guys a lot. If today was your last day, would you be satisfied with it? If this was my last sermon, would I be satisfied with it? If it was the last day that I could tell my wife I love her and my friends I love her, would I be satisfied with it? answer yes, but I can only answer yes if I do what my heart tells me to do through the leading of the Spirit. So today, this is what the Lord's laid on my heart, to make sure that you are secure in Him. You say, well, I thought I was, but I just feel rejected in this area this thing there, but what does God's word say? He said, I will never leave you or forsake you. He said, there's trials and tribulations of this world, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. He said, I can work all things together for the good. And you're not saved because you can do a tap dance or you got a 401k bigger than anybody else. Just like we saw in our clip today. So many times we buff and scrub the outside. But really, what we need is God to cleanse the inside. Lord, cleanse us today with your word, with your truth. Starting with me, starting with here, starting with us. And Father, if there's one here today that does not know you as Lord and Savior, I pray that today is the day of salvation where they call on the name of Jesus, where you rescue them like you've rescued many of us from hell as a certainty. But now heaven can be their home and that you are our Lord. When they confess with their mouth the Lord Jesus and say, Lord, come into my life. I've made mistakes. I've missed the mark. Lord, today, forgive me. I'm turning back to you. Strengthen me. And God says, He will make you white as snow. He will remove all your stain and all your sin. And today, if we're here and we're saved and we've made mistakes, go back to that again and say, Lord, wash me clean. Today, Lord, I'm coming back to you. I'm trusting you. I love you, Lord, and I'm grateful. In the midst of the storm, you still hold the course. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. He is in the restoration business.